You are listening to Announce, Season 2, Episode 24, A Sportsman. You are listening to Announce, a podcast providing inspiration, ideas, and wisdom through engaging stories, commentary, and interviews so you can live life better. Hey, Jim Fugate here, and it's my privilege to share an ounce with you. Jim and his twin brother, Charlie, were born on May 28, 1888, in what is now Oklahoma. Just like everyone else's life, his was touched by joys and successes, defeats and disappointments. But this young boy grew to greatness. And if you have a few minutes, I will tell you how. Jim spent much of his youth hunting and fishing with his dad and his brother. He lived outdoors, observing and learning to appreciate nature. He worked hard with his father, Hiram, who was a horse breeder and trainer and bootlegger. It was said that by the time he was six years old, he could shoot, ride, and trap. As a youngster, Jim was an accomplished horseman, wrangler, and breaker of wild horses. He loved horses. He would study their movement. Jim was a careful observer and studied the economy of motion shown him by the horses and other animals he encountered. Jim was a natural athlete, and he was able to incorporate much of what he observed into his own movement. When commenting on his apparent ease and economy of motion, one sports writer noted that Jim moved like a breeze. Despite the domination of every sport he tried, this looseness was erroneously interpreted by some as laziness. When Jim was eight years old, tragedy entered his life. His brother and constant companion, Charlie, died of pneumonia. Partly in response to his loss, the constant reminders that Charlie was no longer there, in 1904, Jim was taken out of his beloved Oklahoma wilderness to Lawrence, Kansas, to attend a boarding school, to get him out of that environment that reminded him of his brother. While in school in Kansas, Jim learned that his father, Hiram, had been shot in a hunting accident. Jim immediately began walking home to be with his father. He hopped a train and hoped to get home, but the train took him an extra 275 miles in the wrong direction. It took two weeks to get there, but he arrived to find his father had recovered. And Jim, for his trouble, was then sent to boarding school in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. In 1907, in Carlisle, Jim was walking across the campus, watching some of the upperclassmen practice the high jump. He approached them in his overalls and asked if he could give it a try. Jim was 5 feet 8 inches tall. The bar on the high jump was set at 5 feet 9 inches. He jumped it and went on his way. The next day, Jim was summoned to meet with the track and football coach. Jim asked, have, have I done anything wrong? To which the iconic coach, Glenn Pop Warner, replied, Son, you've only broken the school record in the high jump, that's all. Jim began participating in all kinds of sports, football, track, baseball, lacrosse, swimming, and others. In 1909, he even played a little semi-pro baseball for a few dollars a game. Jim was a natural who intuitively practiced advanced techniques used by athletes today. One of those, imitation closely studying the movements of other athletes and incorporating or imitating the best of those movements and visualization. 
the mental act of seeing in detail an event or action in your mind before you do it. In 1912, a reporter walking past Jim while he was relaxing in a lounge chair stopped and asked, What are you doing? Jim opened one eye and replied, I'm practicing the long jump. I've just jumped 23 feet 8 inches, and I think I will win it. This question came to Jim on a steamship en route to the 1912 Olympics in Stockholm, Sweden. In those Olympics, he competed in the one-day pentathlon and the three-day decathlon, and won gold in both events by wide margins, and setting records which remain for decades. Jim Thorpe, the kid born in the wilderness of Oklahoma, was an Olympic champion. When you look at some of the old photographs of the day, you'll see Jim Thorpe was wearing mismatched track shoes at the Olympics. This is because on the second day of the decathlon, Thorpe's shoes disappeared. His coach, Pop Warner, was able to round up a mismatched pair of shoes for him just in time for the high jump. However, shortly after the Games, Thorpe's Olympic win was erased because of a strict interpretation of the amateur clause. He had played baseball for money. Therefore, it was reasoned, he was a professional. And Jim Thorpe was stripped of his gold medals. Many have felt this action was harsh, and triggered more by the fact that Thorpe was a Native American at a time when prejudices were still very strong. But Thorpe never campaigned to restore his reputation. He was a very reserved man. When originally presented with his medals by King Gustav, the king pronounced him the greatest athlete in the world, a title which many sports enthusiasts and commentators still echo, to which Thorpe shyly said, thanks, and ducked away to celebrate on his own. I didn't wish to be gazed upon as a curiosity, he said. To his daughter Grace, he said, I won him, and I know I won him, speaking of his Olympic medals. After the Olympics, Thorpe played football, baseball, and became the first president of the American Professional Football Association, later known as the NFL. And he went on to the lecture circuit for a time as well. After sports, Jim is reported to have struggled with alcoholism, broken marriages, and poverty. He chose to live in a travel trailer, some said because he was lazy or because of other Native American stereotypes, but as he explained to his sons, it was because he loved to be able to be out hunting and fishing. Living in a house in a city wouldn't do for that. In 1953, James Francis Thorpe passed away. In 1973, the Amateur Athletic Union posthumously restored Thorpe's amateur status. In 1982, the International Olympic Committee finally recognized his amateur status and recognized him as a co-winner of the 1912 pentathlon and decathlon, restoring duplicate medals to his family in 1983, which are now on display in the Smithsonian. So here's the ounce. There are several nuggets that can be gleaned from the life of Jim Thorpe. The more I looked into the life and character of the man, the more I was impressed with his self-confidence and dignity. He was raised up and lived in a time when he was discriminated against because of his heritage as a Native American, but the jabs and slights that were thrown his way did not evoke a hyperbolic response. When he was sent away to boarding schools for Indians, it was in a time when the powers that be were trying to erase that Native American culture. 
for the good of the Native American, of course, but he maintained his identity. On that ship, the ship he took to go to Stockholm for the Olympics, neither he nor his Jewish roommate were allowed keys to their room. They were told to sleep in steerage. When his track shoes came up missing, he accused no one. And he did not stand defiantly on the podium with his hand raised in a fist, nor did he take a knee when awarded the gold medals. When those medals were taken away, he did not make a fuss or file a formal protest, but Jim Thorpe instead set an example of being true to himself. He was who he was, a Native American, blessed with a physical genius, a love of sports, the outdoors, and horses. He engaged in doing the things he loved in spite of the critics and the haters. Those who were threatened by him, who disagreed with him, he was gracious to them. He allowed them to be who they were and to think what they chose to. He understood that the faults you point out in others and the arguments and conflicts you choose to have expose not so much the faults you think you see, but instead they lay bare your character. Jim Thorpe teaches us much about dignity and humility, and the lasting power of these qualities has been lost in popular culture. And that's it, an ounce submitted for your consideration. On our next episode, I'll share a tale about a filthy mule and what it can teach us about never giving up. I'm Jim Fugate, and I'll catch you next time. That's an ounce for now. Thanks for listening and subscribing to this podcast. Listen again for more information, ideas, and wisdom an ounce at a time. for you to lift. I gotta get back in shape. Gotta get stronger. Gotta compete again. Ah, Jim. You know Jim Thorpe. <laughs> You're gonna hurt yourself. Whoa. Dang it. Hey, check out our YouTube videos at youtube.com forward slash at an ounce podcast. That's youtube.com forward slash at symbol an ounce podcast.